0: part two of myths and misconceptions so we're gonna should we move on to the next topic yep cool and the next one is it's a bit heavy um Uh and it's a good thing I'm a bit sleepy today because it makes me a bit more subdued because some topics (laughs) do flare me up a lot um so one of the biggest things about ABA biggest criticism one of the biggest criticisms I think is that it uses a lot of punishment. And we found this quote on AutisticUK.org article, Um, again, there's lots of articles we don't agree with. I just Mm -hmm. think for transparency transparency sake we can tell you the names of the websites, etc. But again, it's not something we agree with. And the quote was, uh, when you consider that Lovas appear to believe autistic people are not fully human, it is easier to understand this unethical approach to treating us. Um, Again, with the (laughs) Lovas, which I got to say, that man, even though he was one of the creators and one of the starters, he does not represent the entire ABA field, nor do we always apply his principles nowadays okay can't say that enough can't stress that enough um so let's look at punishment and we looked up the the dictionary definition and it says the infliction or imposition of a penalty as retribution for an offense you know this is the most common known um definition of punishment and it's it's the everyday language for the word punishment is viewed as something traumatic and horrible and, and unpleasant. And we read this definition. We're like, oh, holy moly, this is really scary. Um, but then the punishment definition in ABA, which, you know, it's written in our manuals and the things we used to study ABA, which, you know, we have the Cooper book, we have I Love Beer Modification by Milton Berger. And, and yeah. the definition for ABA is a consequence that is applied to a behavior that has the effect of reducing the future occurrence of that behavior. So what that means is we we apply something, doesn't have to be something traumatic, we apply something that makes a behavior decrease, that we, well, that has, you know, in the future, because we can't predict, we can't know for sure the future. Uh, so, and in ABA, we view punishment as a method to decrease behavior. And some punishments are used in everyday life, if you think about it. Well, I mentioned the you know, the shouting at children. There's a lot of telling off, shouting, removal of privileges, such as using screens or certain toys or even dessert. Or, hey, go to your room, you have no dessert. Um, and the one that I've most commonly seen outside of ABA, and I felt it myself, is adults shouting at children or even embarrassing them um in front of that on front of others and you know I've I've had a lot of adults shout at me especially at school uh especially when I was in primary school where all the adults seem to be doing is shouting 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 and yep. I don't like shouting I'm I really hate I really hate shouting you know what if you have to raise your voice a bit if you have to be more stern fair enough shouting from me is a big trigger and because it creates that sensation of I think of being scared of like, if mm. someone shouts at you, you think what's going to come next, what's going to come next. And yeah. isn't it? And, you know, it's, it is, it, that's a punishment, the telling off. And I, I work with this boy, bless him, like now during the quarantine, everyone's locked in and he has, he has a garden and he has two neighbors, one on each side. And one of the neighbors apparently shouts a lot of, at their, their, their sons uh oh. and this boy turns to him and goes says his name's like why are you shouting you shouldn't shout at your children you should use kind words are you a bit oh. grumpy he's just <laughs> i think you know who i mean like he's just yeah i mean what a savior i mean bless him he's just it's so true Like, like exactly He's just what are you doing what <laughs> You don't need do you, to do that. You just need
1: to tell them what they need to do.
0: Exactly. Like that, And yes, and Lauren, I think, I don't know if you've mentioned in previous podcasts, but we'll mention it, uh, in previous episodes, but we'll mention it now. You don't need to, like Lauren said, you don't need to do this. There's other ways of communicating mm. to children what you want them to do without, you know, being, because for me, shouting can be can be seen as quite aggressive, yeah i find shouting quite yeah i find shouting quite aggressive especially depends on how some adults shout and it's mm. like you would not act like this with other adults well i've had well
1: yeah
0: <laughs> yeah and when you work in shops and in in the food industry you know you oh my
1: goodness
0: <laughs> people tend to forget their place um i once had a lady in the shop when i was working at shouting at me and i literally walked away i walked yeah. away from her i was like no Sorry, I don't have to listen to you shout at me. I'm not paid enough for this.
1: Exactly. Yeah. It's also this is completely inappropriate. Yeah. Yeah. Who do you think to... you are?
0: That you can just shout at another person.
1: No, and it no, no. Just goes
0: no, no. to show how adults, even neurotypical adults, don't actually get over problem behavior because Yeah. Anyway, um, and within ABA, punishment is currently used only mm. when all other avenues have been tried. And when there are extreme cases of behaviors, we're talking about uh, self-injurious behavior, which we call SIB, or an in- intensive wrong behavior, like throwing objects, screaming nonstop, because, you know what, that's bad for the children's throat. It's not really nice to hear as well, um, but it's mostly like, you know, if someone's screaming and they won't stop, that's a real issue for their, you know, vocal cords and etc. Mm-hmm. And And we are big fans of, Let's reinforce all the positive behaviours first. Teach alternatives before we even consider punishment. Um, An ABA punishment would be something simple. So, for example, anytime there's SIB or aggression or attempts of aggression, we can say, you know, no screen for the rest of the day, which I've used. Um, But I only implemented it after nine months of reinforcing all the positive behaviours, of trying other other methods um and I'm sure Lauren has had to use punishment even though not as we we don't we don't go for it as a first option but sometimes no. we have yeah. to isn't it? I think yeah I think ethically
1: we have to try all avenues as Carla said you know now Carla will mention the ethics code a bit later and where you can reference that we can have a look at, at the at the written up version of that but you know, it is it is only in extreme cases where we are, like Carla was saying, if we have a child who's headbutting the floor 100 times a day, we're worried about their brain, okay? And that's maybe where we would start with punishment, mm-hmm. but only because nothing else is working and because of the serious nature of that problem behavior. Um, I had a boy where I use punishment, but only after all other avenues were exhausted. And he was Mm. self-harming to such an extent that he was, he had like welts on his head of bruises that were swollen because of him punching himself on the head. So we had to, because he was damaging his head. Um, And then he would tell me his head was sore and that was heartbreaking to hear. Um, And also because the punishment we did implement was a lot safer than him engaging in problem behavior or hurting us because we were blocking him from hurting himself. So the punishment was that he was, you know, he had to sit on the floor. And um, he wasn't able then to to hurt himself as much by banging his head on objects. So it actually was, the punishment was safer than anything else. And again, I had to get his parents' permission. I had to do extensive research on what was the, the, you know, the ethical, um, what were the outcomes could be of these kinds of uh, procedures? Yeah, the How reactions. it was going to look exactly? Is it going to escalate? Who's going to be involved? How are we going to manage manage this? So there is huge areas of research that have to be done. And you have to have a board-certified behavior analyst assessing all of this. And you have to get agreements on the parents because they're worried about the problem behavior too. So, you know, it's, it is something that we, it is used, but only when we really, really need to. It's never used inappropriately in my in in the the ABA I do and Carla does I would never use it inappropriately and I haven't and when I have seen people use it inappropriately I've called them out on that
0: yeah because it's so. it is, yeah and well yeah exactly and I think people don't realize how much work even people I work that work mm. with don't realize how much research and admin work goes into selecting a procedure making sure you're doing the right thing like we do ask each other as well we of course we don't disclose any information but we just say oh i'm thinking mm. about implementing this what do you think and the person will say oh have you tried this and that yes i have oh okay so we do try to make sure we check with each other professionally because we want to be we want to always you know not try to be as ethical as we can and we should be and become be held accountable absolutely isn't it for the procedure like yeah. I was saying to Lauren last week I had a, a team meeting and I, I think it, it took me around nine hours just to in total just to prepare for that meeting because I I went through the data sheets I went through how the behavior is going and what we need to check and blah 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 because blah. it's a lot just to especially for punishment
1: exactly. there's a lot of and
0: avenues it- yeah
1: and you're not just going to go for it, you know, willy-nilly. You're going to have to yeah. research all these things. And I think also I wanted to give another example. I worked with a young lady who used to poke her eye very severely. Yeah. Um, and we tried loads of procedures um, to try and get her to stop doing it. But, you know, she had bruising on her eye and her face, which we were very concerned about because we were like, if that's the outside of her, of the damage, can you imagine what's happening on the inside? My dear. And, um we had a, a very re- renowned doctor in ABA come to visit our school, and it's the first thing he said. He said, what's happening with, with the bruising on her face? And we described it, and he's like, right, let me see all the data. And he had a look at everything, and he was like, okay. And he, he was like, we're going to put in a partnership procedure right now. and Because he was that concerned about that behavior. That he was yeah. like, we're going we're gonna to sort it out right now. And he trained me in how to run the procedure. And we implemented from there. And we, you know, um, we spoke to mom and everything. And I helped her run it at home. And she told me that a doctor was able to look at her eye at, at a, one of her appointments. And he'd never, ever been able to do that before. So, Yowza. you know, it was, it was quite profound um, sort of outcome we weren't aware of. That was going to happen in, in terms of that. And because we were so worried about it, she was going to detach her retina, basically. We were that concerned. Oh, So oh, poor, it's a very severe oh. behavior. Yeah, yeah, that, that um, is, yeah. Yeah, and it's quite common, well, which is awful.
0: Yeah, and I've had, like I mentioned earlier about the child that the punishment was, you don't get screen time for the rest of the day because this child you used to, he, he would run and throw himself against walls and furniture and smack his head. Mm. and you'd hear you'd hear it banging and all because he wanted the screen or because he was told no to something and for nine months we try now token economy reinforcing the right behavior giving him lots of stuff for behaving appropriately and the aggression was still there so I said to the parents and they agreed we need to put something Mm. that creates a reaction that he's so upset over losing the phone let's say because it was his favorite thing that he realizes oh if I'm aggressive, I don't get the phone and the yeah. behavior decreased almost instantly. Like he, like after a few days, just a few days of a few sessions, he, he wasn't headbutting anymore. He wasn't good. Cause any attempt and it, cause, and we try, we tried for months, for nearly a year, all the other stuff before we considered mm. it. And, and again, lovers was only one of the starters. The science has evolved a lot. Um, and you know, in the, let's say olden days in psychology, you know they used to perform lobotomies, and mm-hmm. teachers used to have a stick to hit children, which now we look back and you are like, "Oh, that's horrible, but no one uses these these methods anymore but i I find it very curious that in a b a they go, "Oh, but love okay but but you 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 will still send your children to school. You mm-hmm. won't be like, "Oh, I can't send them to school because." centuries ago or not even centuries not even century, because there was still a, a teaching yeah, stick. like
1: well, like 40 I mean, 50 years ago they were still doing this
0: not even that lauren like in 2005 because i remember reading a book about um behavior analysis in the teaching environment and in 2005 amazon in the u.s was still selling teaching sticks mm. so it's 2005 so it's it's just so basically you're telling me oh aba uses punishment we're not going to use it but you some schools were still using physical punishment and you still send them to school or you people we do, you know, I feel, I personally feel everyone should be on therapy. I wish I had my, <laughs> was on therapy because I think mental health is really important. But, yeah. But I'm not going to avoid seeing a therapist just because 50, 60 years ago, they used to perform lobotomies on people because yeah. that's not the reflection of now, hopefully it's not a reflection of nowadays. And I find this, prejudice against aba quite curious about yeah and how that you know all the articles we've read is all about love us love us love us I'm like oh my days there's so many so many researchers and people that you know what freud's te- theories have been highly decred- discredited discredit because mm-hmm. all he did was blame his mommy talk about a mom complex and lots of it has been said oh yeah you know it's not all there um so I don't know. It's yeah. It's all about uh, context, isn't it? And, yeah.
1: Like and, the perspective. And, exactly. And now the ABA is again the ABA of today is not that way inclined. Yeah. And if that is the way some ABAs inclined, don't use that ABA. Use the better version of it. Speak to people. Yes. yes you know, speak to inquire, people. read, research. You know, see it for yourself. I think that's the thing. Also, is that people yeah. assume they know what it looks like. And I've had people come, I've done training for parents and professionals, they've come to the school, they're like, wow, I didn't know ABA was this. And I'm like, yes, because you've read about some things from people who have got an idea in their head about what it looks like. They've written an article, okay, they may have done some research, like I'm not saying they haven't, but they haven't seen it in action. And I have people turn around going, I'm so shocked because it's not at all what I thought it was going to look like. And I go, I know. Until you see you see with your own eyes and you see how, how engaged and happy the children are we work with, okay, with, with the material. I'm not saying when we tell them they can't have the stuff they want, like obviously, but they have to learn like, like everybody else. And I was going yeah. this earlier. I always say to my parents, I say, you know what, if they are worried about a behavior, I said, you know what, that's fine. We can leave the behavior. I don't think it's right. But then when they're, you know, 15, 16, 17, 18, 25, and they're still doing this behavior, No one's going to feel sorry for them anymore. And if you want them out in society, okay, if you want them out in the community, you want them to be part of the world as we know it, okay, we're going to have to deal with this behavior because it's not going to work anymore. And they're going to get themselves in a lot of trouble or they're going to hurt themselves or hurt someone else really, really severely. And no one's going to care. They're going to lock them away. Okay? And there's a big difference. so it's about dealing with it now and and shaping that behavior appropriately. Sorry, Carla.
0: No, sorry, I didn't realize you were just taking. Um, so, uh, but there's a big difference as well about being part, being in the community and part of society, and not being themselves. Because I think people assume mm-hmm. that trying to integrate them in community or society is the same thing as oh, you're just gonna make them the same as everyone else. No. But sorry, we live in a society. That's just a fact, and people need mm-hmm. people. Another fact, because you know, you you go. That's to what a society shop, is. <laughs> yes, you go to a shop. You go to buy clothes. You need to be able to interact with people. It doesn't mean that you know. I've and I've said this to learn many times. I'm not worried about children stimming. I'm not. No. I'm not worried about children. And I think we're going to talk this in in the next topic. But uh, we're not worried about children once in a while going ooh, ooh or making sounds. We're not. I'm more worried about can they can they get the food they want when they go to a shop can they can they dress themselves so or can they go to a shop and just be able to cope with looking for clothes or trying on clothes it's mm. not It's not about them having to fit in it's about them integrating and fitting in and integrating are quite are different things mm. Can you be in the community without Like, for example, my tolerance going up to central London at the moment is quite limited because it's very well, not just because of the virus, but Mm. but also because it's a lot of stimuli and I can cope with it. But more and more, I I feel like I I don't want to. And as an adult, I have the right to remove myself from it. Mm. But I also have the ability to cope if I have to. And that was that's what we want to teach People, not just autistic mm. children, like everyone. Like you know what? If if push comes to shove, you can cope with it. But if you don't want to be part of it, you can not have to be always in that environment. Exactly. You know, I don't I don't like go shopping, so I go when I have to. But I prefer if I could shop online and get everything right, I would. Yeah. Um. And it brings us to the also the next part of punishment. We also found lots of references to ABA hurting children and torturing and abuse, which is like oh my days, that's really scary. Mm. And ABA, so same like doc I'm not. I don't know about teaching, but I know doctors have their you know the what's it called? I forget the name. Hippoc- uh, Hippocratic yeah. oath. Yes, yes, oath? yes. Yes, my mom will be so proud. Um, mm. And and we have something called the ethics compliance code, which you can find on the BCBA website. Uh, well, BACB, isn't it? Yeah, it's, BACB, it, it, I know. B- we B- love BCB- the ABCs
1: and ABA. <laughs> yeah, the
0: ABC is the, per- like, it's just, because the BCBA <laughs> is the name of a person who has a qualification and BACB yeah. is the name of the website, bacb.com, yeah. where they have every single consultant registered. So every time someone becomes a certified behavior analysis, analysis they they have to register where they live, where, you know, their details to be contacted, and we mm-hmm. also have in the web on the website ethics compliance code. So whenever I have a new client, I like to send, not that I think, I don't think they read it, but I do like to send a copy of the ethics compliance code because it does describe what measures are in place to protect yeah. people. And just, just like any other field, ABA has had practitioners conducting horrible procedures. And I think that's where the need for the ethics code came from. From preventing people repeating these ethical violations I okay? there's um, a really good book called ethics for behavior analysts called uh, written by bailey and birch um and they talk about you know the history of ethics and the history of aba in the past which in america some some maybe here as well i'm not sure but i know in america some there was really shocking stuff um but also lobotomies are so shocking anyway and Uh bailey one of the authors will reply to emails bless him he will reply to the few email him and i know someone who's had to email him and say look i heard about this someone i know someone did this is this worth reporting or not and he will reply and say oh because he knows the ethics code it's you know it's in his brain that big brain of his and um And also we have an ethics board. So ABA does have an ethics board and they receive reports from people who feel there's been a violation of the ethics code and the repercussions will vary. So it can end up with um, a BCBA losing their license and not being allowed to practice or, um, you know, there's or it can be being suspended, etc. And ABA tutors at the moment are not held to the same standard. So this falls on the person who's responsible for creating the ABA procedures and that's why it's so important to always have a BCBA or someone supervised by CBA who's in charge of the program so because people sometimes I know of programs where it's just a tutor and I've had to say to them look you should have a BCBA Mm -hmm. because a BCBA or someone who is being supervised by CBA because there's a lot of things we need to consider how to analyze data the ethics code knowing procedures and there's a whole science behind it that to be honest m- most tutors are not trained on um, yeah. and that is very worrisome and i know the um, the uk sba so the uk society of uh, behavior analysis is working towards building um, a tutor registration so to create people um, to create a more accountable field uh, not just for the consultants but for the tutors as well and i know they're asking for volunteer um, voluntary registration but my personal opinion is in the future, it might start to become, um, I, don't, I don't know if it's going to be mandatory, but they, I, I know they are working very hard to to know who's practicing what, because it's an area that, you know, involves people's lives. It affects people's lives and it should be monitored. There should mm-hmm. be someone that knows, all right, this person's working with this person, but you know, this person has been, we've received reports on Unethical doing, so maybe this person needs to, you know, be pulled up on it. Which I think it's completely right because it's again, you're messing with people's lives. It's it's really important to do things correctly or the right path. And exactly. And
1: some sometimes you're working with incredibly vulnerable people's lives, so it's even more paramount that these kinds of ethics are followed. And I just want to say that. I know that this is whatever, but I've just experienced this really recently myself, is that to, in order to become a board-certified behavior analyst, you have to do 1,500 supervised um, field work hours, okay? That's just the practical part of that. You also have to study, and then you have to write a big, big exam, but that's all supervised by another board-certified behavior analyst. So it is a really big thing, and it is monitored, and it is quite a big deal. So It is the whole system is set up so that everybody's held accountable and everybody's gaining experience from people who should intimately understand the ethical codes. Okay, so that is quite a big part of all of this. And I know that the BACB is working really hard to try and get more and more people getting more established. that's what they have the registered behavior therapist or I think it's called. What's the RBT stand for? RBT, Yeah. Yeah. Registered
0: Behavior Technician.
1: Technician, sorry. So there is all these things they're trying to implement because they are trying to make it more and more and more and more legitimate and more and more ethical all the time. Sorry, that's what I wanted to say.
0: No, and just to end up this part of the topic and um, the ABA ethics code does have a section called Section 2.05, Rights and Prerogatives of Clients. So that's, it's a big one, which uh, to be honest, I'm not going to cite it because I didn't copy it into a file, but (laughs) But it, it's very—it's a very big area where it's—it's it's about what the client's entitled to, and you know, mm-hmm. I remember—I think it was in the 90s. The UNICEF published—I don't know if it's been updated since, to be honest. Probably it was in 2000s. Uh, the UNICEF's rights of the child, which is a document I well, I had to read when I did my ethics assignment and. Because I was doing it on the rights and prerogatives of clients, because I think that's that's very important for me. and mm-hmm. and I'm gonna be honest, I've seen adults not respecting it. So
1: absolutely,
0: isn't it? Like I've seen people with withheld basic things from children. like I you know what? it's I've seen people withheld water because the child, you know, was having a paddy or. And sometimes, look, I, for example, this is a, a water example I've used as well in the past, where let's say a child wants water and we say, oh, okay, um, here's some water. But let's say the child starts shouting and kicking for water. In that case, maybe you need to wait until they've calmed down to get some water. Mm-hmm. But what if the child hasn't had water all, let's say for six hours, and they're really thirsty? So there's a lot of ethical gray lines that we need to navigate because we don't want the child to be thirsty because it's it's a human right to have access to water but at the same time we don't want to encourage the behavior and you know yeah. I personally you know the way I do it I would personally if there's a lot of behavior I might give them a little bit of water because I don't want him to be thirsty but then withheld the rest and say just say water as soon as I say water okay here have the whole glass because mm-hmm. I don't want the child to to be thirsty and not be well, but I also don't want them to learn that they can shout and kick and do whatever. But what's great about
1: your example, Carla, is that
0: it's again all about context. It's all about what's happening in that
1: situation with that child. And again, how you're going, I might do this and I might do that. You'd have to be in that situation to make those choices. But you'd be making those choices based on the ethical understanding you already have. And if you don't have that ethical understanding, that's where the gray lines come in. So that's I think that's what's the beauty of the example you've just given is that you can look at it and go, yeah, that's maybe not the right thing to do, but ultimately we don't want the child to suffer. So let's do something that's the best. Let's do the best in this situation for the young person. And then going forward, we're going to make sure that they have water before if they're going to have problem behavior, you know, in the future, oh, we're going to, we're going to run this procedure now that might not be great. Okay. Let's offer them water beforehand. So that we know that they've had water, you know, so that we start thinking about the future um potential of that situation so yeah I think that's just I've
0: I've had to train a tutor years ago when I was in school because I remember she was working with a very young child and the child um just bolted off the table and she brought him back and you're saying toilet toilet and she said yeah just wait it's like fair enough you want to teach him not to bolt which is good because if that child bolts every time he wants to do something
1: Mm. it's it's gonna be dangerous
0: yes (laughs) But then she was writing something and I counted until five in my brain because this is a five-year-old. So his yeah. bladder is tiny and she was taking so, like, honestly, I felt I would burst. And yeah. I said, I said, okay, that's enough. Tell him he can go now. And she's like, oh, okay. And he said, okay, go, go. And we took him and I was helping him because she had to write something. And then she, the tutor was telling me, oh, but you can't just bolt for everything. Yes, I know. And that's right. But it is also unethical to prevent him from using the toilet because if you had stayed for that longer, he would have weed himself, and that's not Yeah, and also him. it might—he
1: might have started having problem behavior again, and then you yeah. have to just run the whole yeah. procedure again. So just
0: yeah, you know, so I don't want him to wee his trousers just because he's a child. Like you don't, because that's and some children are not everyone, but some children are very aware of that, and they're and it's very. I remember if I was a child and I weed myself, I would be so upset yeah it's humiliating exactly so and it's and i think this is where aba gets a bad reputation And you know what i love aba but i can see where sometimes people Mm. think oh they you know they just they just people like robots or animals or whatever because that was a very good example of someone just looking at a not looking at them as a as a person to be honest Mm. where you know he wants to go to the toilet let him like you know what teach him but don't yeah. Don't remove his basic rights. And,
1: of course. You
0: know. you know, and
1: I think, yeah, it's so, but again, it's about experience and being trained by people. And if she hadn't received that, maybe that's what she would have continued to do if you hadn't spoken yeah. to her and explained it. Because sometimes we get so stuck in our running the procedures right that we're not thinking about anything else. And I think I agree with you. I think, you know, misused or um you know, not understanding the full picture, ABA can be used really badly, but so can anything else. And as we've said, it depends on what your intentions are for that person or helping that person.
0: And so, yeah,
1: you know, anything can be, anything can be demonized in a way, but ultimately if you're, if you learn from that experience, if that's you to learn from that experience, it's a good thing because now she will see every different situation like that, you know, Thank you for listening. That was the end of part two of Myths and conception.